0: here. Welcome to the No Span News for Wednesday, July 21st, 2021. Stand up for your country. Well, Joe is on the road. President Biden uh, going to Kentucky and then he's going to give a speech there. Build back better speech. And then he segues on up to Cincinnati for his town hall this evening. Uh, I'm not expecting much uh, from that town hall. It's CNN friendly atmosphere. Uh, the folks who will ask questions have been selected, handpicked. Uh, CNN knows the questions in advance, and you you have to do that. I mean, you just can't have some bomb thrower go in there and blow the whole thing up. It's a live presentation. But you know, I know, everybody knows that we're not going to get a lot out of this town hall. So. If I were interviewing President Biden, there are a number of things that I would like to know, and I'm going to put them forth to you right now, that I want to know what you want to know. So at Bill at BillOReilly.com, Bill at BillOReilly.com, we'll read the letters tomorrow. What do you want to know? What would you ask Joe Biden? Um, First of all, the the exposition tonight is at 8 p.m. Eastern. Uh, Don Lemon is the uh, moderator, St. Joseph University, the forum. Uh, all of that. Not many people going to watch it. Maybe three and a half million, maybe no younger people. don't watch CNN. All right. So I have eight questions for Joe Biden, just eight. I mean, I would follow up, so it would be a rollicking good time. But the first question is, do you support teaching critical race theory in public schools? Now, just today, uh, the Biden administration announced they were going to hire some crazy left bomb throwing racial person. And then they had to walk it back, say, oh, no, no, it was a miscommunication. But I wanna know what Joe Biden thinks about critical race theory being taught to seven-year-olds, right? I'm a simple man, it's a simple question. Then I would follow up with, would you please define, Mr. President, critical race theory for all of us? What exactly do you think it is? So those are the first two. Then I would uh, get into systemic racism in America, because Mr. Biden has said that many, many times. We're a racist country. It's systemic racism. Give me the best example of systemic racism. One, but the best one, the big one that's in your mind. All right. That's the third question. Fourth question. Uh, We go to the economy. So uh, Mr. Biden said uh, this week that the high inflation number in June, 5.4 percent, which is astronomically high, was expected. But my staff did the research and the White House Budget Office. All right. Early part of this year under Biden said we expect little more than two percent inflation. So if that's what the budget office said, why are you saying 5.4 percent was expected? Now, that might be a little confusing to President Biden. So I would speak slowly, but I would give him the stat. Okay, the fifth question, gasoline and food price hikes are hurting working and poor Americans. All right. We didn't have the country didn't have this rise in prices under Donald Trump. And then I would say, right, correct. And Biden would have to say yes or no. But the fact is, there wasn't. Price rises in energy and food under President Trump. That's the fact. OK, so then hopefully he tell the truth and say, no, there wasn't there were, those prices didn't go up under my predecessor. They you well, well, why are they going up now? Specifically, gas and food. Now, I'm sure he'd throw COVID in there. That's what I anticipate. But he'd have to give me a cogent answer or I'm going to come in and say, well, what does that mean? you know, you shut down pipelines. Uh, He might go to the Colonial Pipeline Hacking, might go there. But you know me, I'm on it. All right. And I have a baseline of facts in all my interviews. So the sixth question would be, it looks like 1.5 million migrants will be apprehended by border authorities in the federal government's fiscal year. 1.5 million. Now that's double last year and way more than the last 10 years. So why is that happening under your watch? And before you answer, Mr. President, please consider that the president of Guatemala said, this is your fault, directly said that. Why would he do that? Say okay, that's the question on immigration. The seventh question is, That a new poll says 61% of Americans want election reform in the states. And some of the states are holding votes on reforming the election, cutting down on fraud. You oppose most reform, Mr. President. Why? If 61% of the people want it, why don't you? And then I would follow up and say, do you believe... Asking for a voter ID at the polling place is racist, yes or no, and why? Simple man, simple question. All right, the eighth question is, finally, according to recent surveys, two million Americans say they are not looking for jobs because they're getting money free sent to them by your administration. Does that disturb you that two million Americans are not looking to earn a living but want to live on the dole? Now, he's never going to answer that, but it has to be asked. So those are my eight questions, okay? And I think they're all fair. Again, if you don't think they're fair, bill at billoreilly.com. If you have other questions, I'll read them. Um, But that's what I would like to hear tonight. But I will never in a million years hear those questions posed on CNN. If I do, I'll tell you tomorrow. I'll watch it. And if one of my questions, or even close, is posed, then I'll I'll tell you. I'll be fair. But I'm not expecting it. So, President Biden's been in office six months. My grade after six months is D, as in Terra dog. Holly, the terror dog. D, that might be unfair to Mr. Biden, but I thought about it a lot. And outside of distributing the vaccine in an orderly way, which has happened under his administration, outside of that, I don't see any benefit for the United States of America directly linked to Joe Biden. Again, if I'm being too harsh, you let me know. So let's bring in a presidential guy, a guy who uh, written a number of books about presidents, uh, Paul Brandis coming to us from Washington. He uh, is White House bureau chief and founder of West Wing Reports. So you make a, a living uh, watching the president and how the executive branch runs. What grade would you give President Biden?
1: Well, I think it's uh, maybe a little bit better than your D, Bill, but probably not that much better. And I think you gave a lot of the good reasons. I mean, there's no question that he came into office, first of all, saying that uh, COVID was the big thing that he wanted to do and everything else, frankly, derived from that. Okay, that's a fair uh, point, I think. So where are we after six months? Well, first of all, he came in and said, well... I want to have uh, 100 million people uh, vaccinated within uh, X period. Well, that was kind of a, you know, a a low bar to begin with. It was deliberately set low so it would be easily achieved, give them an early success. The real marker was when he said we want 70% of Americans, well, 70% of adults at least, to be vaccinated by July 4th. Uh, They came... Uh, somewhat close to that, I think about 65 66%. Uh, not bad, but that still leaves tens of millions of people, of course, who have uh, not been vaccinated. Then you've got this a Delta variant rearing its ugly head. So uh, in light of the fact that they have not met the goals that he established, uh, a lot of these other things simply are not getting uh, done. See, I don't blame uh, you know, them for the vax. I, I, you know, there
0: are 30 percent well, of Americans, it's a lot of folks, uh, American adults, it's not going to get the vax. No matter what you say, they're but, not going to do it. All right. And so you can't force them to do it. And to Biden's credit, he hasn't introduced any mandates and he doesn't do that. And that's a good thing. But outside of covid, you look at the economy is wobbling. You look at prices, they're going up. You look at the border, it's a catastrophe. Just Cuba, I talked about this with Sean Hannity today on his radio program. He's yeah. out of Miami. Just Cuba alone, all Biden had to do was go down in Miami and make a speech saying, we want freedom for the Cuban people, and we're going to put as much pressure on Havana, on the communist government as we can to make that a reality. That's all he had to do. Wouldn't do it. His solution to Cuba, and this was why he gets a D. It's to send more American personnel to the embassy in Havana. Come on. Does anybody yeah. on earth think that's going to do anything? It isn't. It's dumb. Well, they, well, they, I,
1: well, they've messed up on the border, I think, uh, no question about it. I think uh, the media, which was all over this, like white on rice, of course, during the Trump era, I think they've largely looked the other way here. I mean, first of all, he kind of out, he outsourced it to uh, Vice President uh, Harris. Uh, She has not done, in my judgment at least, a particularly good job. She went down to Latin America, uh, didn't really do that much. Uh, She claimed she'd been to the border. She hadn't. And so I'm not really sure what they're doing. And these people are coming in. uh, I think the number you said, one and a half million. I've seen different numbers, but it's certainly well over a million. It's a number from from the
0: Border Patrol, from the Biden administration's own people. That's the number. 1.5. 1.5. And, and what's interesting about that number, Paul, is that's just the apprehensions. That's yeah. not the other million migrants who got in. All right. Um, because park. the Border Patrol can't, can't get them all. This is, this is a human wave. But the horrible stuff about this, and again, I'll remind people I wrote a column, Mi Sukasa, Su is that tens of thousands of migrants are being murdered and, and beaten up and raped and, and everything by these horrible people, these coyotes, these cartels in Mexico. This humanitarian disaster is totally ignored by the American press. You were right. You were absolutely right. Kids in cages. That's all we heard about Trump. But all of these terrible, terrible crimes against humanity, um, against these poor migrant people, you don't have a word about it because also, the media is invested also- in Joe Biden. Go ahead.
1: There's also a big difference in terms of Cuba and Latin America, you know, in terms of this policy towards uh, Cuba, uh, he could have said, uh, you know, get out of Cuba, our arms are, uh, we we have an open door for you, we welcome you, come to Miami, we'd love to have you, Uh, but he has not done that, but in Latin America, the view is that it's a more uh, permissive attitude. I think that's why the numbers have increased on his watch because he's seen, I think, is not as uh, tough on the border as Trump was. So you got these waves of folks coming up here. But in Cuba, it's like, no, 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 don't, don't come here. I don't know what the difference is. And well, difference, people- I'll tell
0: you what the difference is. That the uh, and I talked about it again with Hannity. The difference is that um, some progressive leftists think Cubans will vote. Republican, that they're more conservative than the Central Americans, which is true. Uh, Cuba is a more traditional, religious, family-based society. I'm not. This isn't a besmirchment against Central America and Mexico, but it, the society in Cuba is much more traditional. But here's, it, here's the bottom line on this, and I hate to use that cliche bottom line. Asylum? I mean, every Cuban who gets to the United States is going to get asylum because they are fleeing a totalitarian, violent communist regime, all right? They're not saying, hey, my brother-in-law's in a gang and he's mean to me. Let me in, as a lot of the uh, Central Americans are doing. This is true political horror going on in Cuba. So therefore, by definition, the Cubans are entitled to asylum if they can get here. And Biden made it quite clear that he doesn't want them coming. He doesn't want them trying to get here. So, anyway, you know, it's an but- interesting discussion. Here's a final question for you. Yeah. I see Joe Biden as Jimmy Carter. I, it, there are so many similarities um, between Biden and Carter, both weak leaders, both beholden to uh, Biden much more so than Carter was, but, but Biden is beholden to the progressive left. Right? He does what they want him to do, he doesn't have any kind of backbone. Uh, on crime, on abortion, even though he's a Catholic. I mean, he's just weak. And that's what Jimmy Carter was, hes a weak president. Do you see that?
1: Well, I think there are certain, certainly similarities. And I think I see Biden, frankly, as sort of a, a transitional president. I mean, look, he's 78 years old. I mean, I can't see someone that old getting reelected to this uh, very difficult job carter was elected in 76 as you know because we'd be coming out of this period of horrible scandal nixon and watergate carter presents himself as mr clean i'll never lie to you that was very appealing in 1976 but he flopped on the job along comes biden now after what at least most americans see as this a scandalous uh, trump era double impeachments and you know all the rest and Biden came in and said, "You know, look, I may be a gaff machine, but I'm an honest guy." And so it's kind of a lower bar in terms of what we well, want. Well, let me let me ask you this: Biden's him, big he, theme and he, was, and he did not win, and he did not win by very much, as you right, well, know, 45,000 votes, and he would right. he would have lost.
0: But Biden's major theme was, "I'm going to unite the country. I'm going to bring us all together because President Trump was divisive." Um, but he has done the opposite of that, has he not? He hasn't united anybody well, I know.
1: I think he, I, I think there's certainly something to that. I mean, look, two thirds of the well, not two thirds, 55% of the country uh, approve of him, uh, 45% uh, don't. Uh, you know, with Trump, those numbers were those. Well, the numbers were reversed under yeah, Trump. Yeah, I
0: know. But I haven't seen any kind of outreach to try to get everybody together on some kind of uh, kumbaya plane. Paul, thanks for uh, helping us out. We really appreciate it know how busy you are thank you very much all right let's get to the Rand Paul Anthony Fauci brawl so let me explain the origins of this please there are Americans and senator Paul is one of them who believe that China made the corona virus in a lab and it escaped everybody understand that okay And there are millions and millions of people who believe that the medical community. And that's Fauci. They don't they won't cop to it. Okay, they think it was some kind of permeation of a virus that got out of control in Wuhan, but it wasn't a contrived manufacturing of a virus. There was American money that went into the Wuhan lab just to investigate viruses. That money was um, put there. The phrase gain of function is very important. So gain of function is a controversial method where researchers, medical researchers, make a virus. They make it. okay and they then test it to get a vaccine so they manufacture a virus and they make it as bad as they can make it in the hopes that they can get a counter to it that is called gain of function evidence is that american money went into the wuhan lab to study gain of function and that led to the COVID virus breaking out of that lab. That's the best way I can explain it. All right. So Fauci, who I've said many times, is a politician, not a man of science. He does what he is told to do. When he worked for Trump, he did what Trump told him. When he's working for Biden, he's doing what Biden told him. So they haul him in front of the Senate Health Committee, Um, yesterday, and here's how it went down with Senator Paul. Dr. Fauci, knowing that it is a crime to lie to Congress, do you wish to retract your statement of May 11th where you claimed that the NIH never funded gain-of-function research in Wuhan?
1: Senator Paul, I have never lied before the Congress, and I do not retract that statement. This paper that you are referring to was judged by qualified staff up and down the chain as not being gain of function. What was, let me finish. You take an animal virus and you increase its transmissibility to humans, you're saying that's not gain of function? Yeah, that is correct. And, And Senator Paul, you do not know what you are talking about, quite frankly. And I want to say that officially. You do not know what you are talking about. Okay,
0: so there's no resolution to this. It's not like the uh, communist leaders in Beijing are going to go, yeah, 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 we screwed up and it got out of the lab. We made it. And now everybody's dead all over the world. They're never going to do it. There are whistleblowers, Chinese scientists who say they made that virus and it got out of that lab. But that's never going to be established beyond a reasonable doubt. There's always going to be doubt because it's communism. It's communism. You don't have reporting there. They don't allow anybody. If you're a scientist in China and you say that, you're done. You're in a gulag. Okay. Apple says not going to bring back people uh, into the office until October now. They're delaying it because of the resurgence of COVID among the unvaccinated. All right. So Apple, you know. Big company, and you're going to see more and more of that. So if you're working remote, you'll probably, good chance you'll continue to work remote. New study says the Johnson & Johnson one-shot vaccine, less effective against variants of COVID. Um, from the beginning, it was 66% effective, while Moderna and Pfizer are 90%. So if you have J&J, you got a lot better chance of getting COVID than Moderna or Pfizer. Uh, That's what's going on. The number is 13 million Americans have the single-dose J&J. COVID cases among migrants in the Rio Grande Valley of Texas are up 900%. So 135 detainees tested positive in the first two weeks of July. Doesn't sound like much, 135, but it's a problem. It's a problem that these people surging over the border... Some of them are sick and they'll spread it because the government can't force anyone, migrant or otherwise, to get a vaccination. I don't even think they're offering the vaxxers down there. Maybe I'm wrong on that, but I haven't heard about that. But the uh, conservative movement saying that it's the migrants who are responsible for the surge of COVID over the last couple of months, the numbers aren't there. It's unvaccinated people who are getting the disease and passing it along. URI, University of Rhode Island. My son was accepted there. It's a beautiful school. I said no, because I'm paying. Why I say no? Because of a professor named Eric Loomis, L-O-O-M-I-S. There's Eric. He's the uh, director of graduate studies at URI. His name, he should change his name to Eric Loonis, L-O-O-N-I-S. He says, latest is, every single future COVID death is on the GOP, the Republicans. Okay? In 2012, you may remember, he called for the death of NRA leader Wayne LaPierre. He saw nothing wrong with killing a Trump supporter in Portland, Fantiva wanted to do that, okay with him. And uh, in January of this year, he said science, statistics, and technology, all of it are racist. Put his picture up there again. So this guy is the director of graduate studies at the University of Rhode Island. So why would I send my son or daughter or cousin or anybody to that place? I wouldn't. Incredible. So the Olympic soccer team, the American Olympic soccer team, got its butt kicked. Can I say that? Is that allowed? Collectively, Sweden beat it 3-0. And right before the game, guess who kneeled? The American women's soccer team. And the Swedes did, too. I don't know what the Swedes are kneeling about. um, But. This is never going to end with the American women's soccer team, which I actively root against now. <laughs> I know that's petty. I know it. I'm not proud of rooting against the American women's soccer team. But I just have had enough. Go Sweden. Now, they're still in it, but they won't be in it long. If Sweden did that, 3 nothing, no. Jeff Bezos. So he just got back from space. And uh, he owns the Washington Post, this guy. He's the richest guy in America. Amazon, he made all his money. So he's given $150 million. Think about that for a minute. All right? $150 million to a man named Van Jones. It's 100000000 million. I'm sorry, I overestimated. It's $100 million. So Bezos is giving Van Jones $100 million. He's a CNN commentator, a self proclaimed communist Mr. Jones is admits it and he getting a hundred million from Bezos but where do you hear why so I like Jones I, I don't have any briefben Jones because he's civil I mean he can't get more uh, opposite from me in the political realm but the guy isn't a hater I've never seen that but Bezos has given him a hundred million uh, to establish an initiative, called the Courage and Civility Award, all right? And he wants more civility in the media, Bezos. Well, why don't you start with your own newspaper, The Washington Post, all right? Which ran an article a couple of weeks ago that was, I've never seen an article as hateful toward a guy named Tucker Carlson. So you, Bezos, given 100 million to Van Jones, because you want civility and you allow your newspaper to do something like that. So this is just a bunch of, you know what, but it just shows you the power that the billionaires in corporate America have is all consolidated in the progressive left community. There are a few in a conservative community, but not many, very dangerous. Okay, so uh, people are flying more and more, and flights are delayed more and more, and passengers are getting angry, and they got to wear the mask. They don't want to wear the mask if they're vaxxed. Uh, So, according to the Federal Aviation Administration, and remember, this is a fact-based program, the No Spin News, that everything that I tell you and then analyze off of is fact-based. This is not like 90% of the other news programs where they just pull stuff out of the sky. This is all facts. So, the FAA says that unruly passengers have increased by 500% this year since the start of 2021. Now, I believe it. So, they've received, the government's received 3,509 reports of unruly behavior on airlines because people are frustrated. They get a few drinks in them and they go, you know what? But if you do that on an airline, you're going to have federal charges lodged against you and they will not drop those charges. So if you're a thug in New York City or Portland or Chicago and you burn down a store or do something heinous, odds are you're not going to get prosecuted. You take your mask off and threaten a flight attendant, you will. Keep that in mind if you're going to launch. Don't. Now, in conjunction with that, there is a survey from AirlineRatings.com. This is from Australia. And this is an outfit that tracks airline safety and product performance. Here are the best airlines this year. Put them on up. Gutter Airways. Never flown it. Heard it's good. Air New Zealand. Never flown it. Heard it's good. Singapore Airlines, I did fly, and it was very good. Love Singapore Airlines. Qantas, flew it. Excellent. That's the Australian airline. Emirates, have not flown it. Cathay Pacific, my favorite Pacific airline is Cathay Pacific, Hong Kong-based, but flies into America. If you got to go Far East, that's the way to go. Virgin Atlantic, ah. United Airlines had a great flight uh, to uh, Baja a few years ago on United, but it's hit and miss. EVA Air, don't know much about them. British Airways, I've flown British Airways. I don't think it's extraordinary. Sorry, it's okay. But it's not better than Air France or Alitalia or American Airlines. I don't see any difference. So those are the top 10. All right, this day in history. So I, I, let's do have a little fun. You know, we need, need a little fun right? Everything's heavy now. We got to have a little fun. So summer and music in my mind are tied together. I don't know why, but when I was a kid, you go to the beach or always music playing, go to the pool, uh, the community pool. I have a pool in Levittown, but there was a community pool and they were you know they had the loudspeakers and music and all so it's tied in and then when you get older you're driving around you got the radio going on you don't want to talk about so good housekeeping magazine Can you say that anymore? Can you say good housekeeping? I don't know. <laughs> I'm so confused. They put out the best summer classic songs. Okay? And I have the list in my hand. So the best summer classic song, according to Good Housekeeping, is It'sy Bitsy, Teeny Weeny, Yellow Polka Dot Bikini, Brian Hyland, 1960. I love that song. She was afraid to come out of the locker. Love it. Brilliant. All right, number two, Toss and Turnin' Bobby Lewis, 1961. That's not really a summer song, like it. Bobby Lewis, by the way, died in April. He was 95 years old. Stranger on the Shore, number three, Mr. Acker Bilk. I don't know that song. What's the matter with me? I don't know how I missed that. Four, Surf City, Jan and Dean. Uh, It's all right. Not one of Brian Wilson's best. The next one, five, I Get Around, is one of Brian Wilson's best. And Mike Love, I think, uh, contributed to I Get Around. That's an excellent summer song. Okay. Uh, Then we go into I Can't Help Myself. Sugar Pie by The Four Tops, Levi Stubbs, one of the best soul singers of all time. Anything The Four Tops do is fabulous. Paperback Writer by The Beatles, I don't get that as a summer song. It's an okay tune, but I don't get it. Respect by Aretha, again, great song, but summer song? Mrs. Robinson, Simon & Garfunkel, 68. Off the graduate movie, which came out in the fall, so I don't know what Good Housekeeping's doing, and that's overplayed. Uh, it's all right. And then a song I like, Aquarius with the sunshine in, 1969, Fifth Dimension, love them. Um, and there are some songs. So um, Good Housekeeping, okay, you know. But when I'm thinking about summer, I'm thinking about Chuck Berry. Okay, and this is when I was eight or nine. Sweet Little Sixteen, Johnny Be Good. Oh, that was so good. Weren't they so good? They were great songs. And the Beach Boys are the classic summer group. I'm actually going to see Mike Love and the guys in August on Long Island. Um, They're always great. And they got younger guys now helping them out. But the sound is just fantastic. And all their songs, I mean, you know, Surfing USA, Surfer Girl. Oh, what a great song! "Surfer Girl" is so the Beach Boys. I think they take it. Four Seasons, Four Seasons had a lot of great summer songs. Um, Frankie Valli's still out there. He's not really singing much, but he he makes it up on stage. I think he's 88. Um, and then there are you know songs that I remember from "Painting Houses." Uh, "I Was 100 Degrees," "Battling a Wasp," and. You know, A.M. used to play the same songs over and over and over and over. So they just stick in your mind until you die. All right. But summer and music for me. But itsy bitsy teeny weeny. If you've never heard that song, you got to Google that song right now. You got to get that. song. The lyrics. (laughs) All right. We're going to take a break. Got a good mail segment and a final thought on how the vax has gotten out of control in TV news. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Okay, let's go to the mail. Robert Elgas, Ackworth, Georgia. Bill, we're not saying that the big increase in COVID is comprised of illegals, although there are definitely some. What we are saying is that spreading it to the unvaccinated within our country is out of control because of all the immigration. I don't know if the numbers back that up. Um, some of it, but it's, it's largely unvaccinated people passing it to other unvaccinated people. Americans, those were the numbers. Doris, Tom, Oak Park, Illinois. There are people who cannot get the vaccination due to doctor recommendations and then people who don't believe in vaccinations. Everyone makes their own decisions, should not be criticized for their decision. You have the right to make your own decision. You should consult with a physician before you do that. But on a public health basis, Doris, public health, protecting yourself and others, it's better to be vaxxed. Paul Langhals, Columbus Grove, Ohio, Bill, millions of people have already had COVID. Do you recommend they get the shot? I don't recommend anything, okay, as far as specificity is concerned. Your doctor's got to do that. On a general basis, generally speaking, the United States is coming out of the pandemic because we have most of the population vaxxed. India, Brazil, other countries are not coming out. Just do the math. Message board, David, concierge member, Bill, over the years, you've often suggested that cities like Chicago employ the National Guard to quell the violent lawlessness. While many guardsmen do have combat experience, would they be allowed to carry firearms during an employment? Of course. So the governors set the rules of engagement. But if you're going to go into a neighborhood where there are, you know, hundreds of murders, you're going to have to have arms. But the governors of the individual states, they set the guards' conduct. Kenneth Barr, prior to January 20th of this year, I was paying $2.94 for a gallon of gas at a station in Southern California. Today, the same station, $4.40. Go figure. I have figured it. So once President Biden attacked the gas and oil industry, the prices went up. That's our analysis here. And it's true. So I figured it. Stephen, Bill, if the Asian carp is being canceled, what's next? The Japanese beetle <laughs> I'm not going to get into this ethnic stuff it just gets me in trouble but I don't like Japanese beetles because they eat the nice foliage ZD 9 this is a great uh, pseudonym so the guy doesn't give me his name he goes Z is a zebra d9 sounds like some droid somewhere there is stiff competition between Harry and Hunter about who is the most embarrassing son-grandson in the world. I can't argue with that. Sandy Manfredi, Lincoln University, Pennsylvania. Bill, just finished Killing the Mob. Just subscribe to Daily Chatter. Also, the best surprise ever, listening to Killing Kennedy on audio, and you are nar- narrating. Life is grand. Next on my list, Killing Lincoln. Sandy, I'm glad you wrote. Number one, it's a nice compliment to me, and I appreciate it. But summer is a time to have fun. There are 10 killing books, Killing the Mob, the most recent. All of them are fun to read, and you learn a lot. Check it out. Okay. Um, We have all kinds of great deals uh, on the BillO'Reilly.com store. If you'd like to get tickets to the Trump O'Reilly History Tour, Donald Trump always gets first billing. December 11th, Sunrise, that's Fort Lauderdale, Florida. December 12th, Orlando, Florida. 18th, Houston, Texas. 19th, Dallas. So tickets going briskly if you'd like to see us. And listen, Florida and Texas in December, not bad places to be. <laughs> okay? It's nice. So think about it, and then we'll go to Bill O'Reilly.com. We'll pop you right over the box office. Word of the day, fatuous. There is no diet if you are fatuous. F-A-T-U-O-U-S. Right back with a final thought on the vax. Okay, so I've been thinking about this for a couple of days. I mentioned yesterday, um, there's a war now, and and it's ideological. So liberals want everybody vaxxed. Yes, vax, vax, vax. And some conservatives, not a majority, but some, no, we're not doing it. Okay, so it's political now, it's come political And the press, which is 90% liberal, they're pounding... Some conservative commentators who aren't all in on the vax. You know that. Everybody knows this. So I did a little research, and I found out um, that white Americans have a 67% vax rate. White, 67%. That's one or two shots. Black Americans, 51%. That's the lowest ethnic group, black Americans. Hispanic Americans, 63%. Almost parity with white Americans. And Asian Americans, they win 74%. Now, the press does not tell you that African Americans, by far, have the lowest vax rate. Why? Why? If the left-wing press, the progressive press, is hammering conservative commentators who are skeptical about the vax, why aren't they criticizing 49% 49% of the African-American population, which has not got the VAX. Remember, it's free. I don't know. Could it be the press is hypocritical? Could it be that their coverage is corrupt? That they slant everything against conservative traditional Americans and they ignore anything that might like minority groups? look a little dubious could that be it i think it might be so it's my job here to cut through all of this and i've been very vocal from the beginning i hope you get vaxxed i hope you protect yourself and others i really do i'm vaxxed so my family is vaxxed and we got vaxxed early i don't care what color you are we're all americans i want to stamp this thing out this is horrible this covid All right. And the only way to the only way to stamp it out is through vaccinations. We'll see you tomorrow.